This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Grain markets were mixed this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola was up $4 a ton and spring wheat fell $0.21 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, March canola increased approximately $4 a ton on the week. However, the majority of that gain is actually coming today with the March futures up approximately $21 here as we're talking to 10.28. So uh, that's a pretty large move today. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the March contract is down about 21 cents on the week. Um, And again, a strong day today. So uh, we were down quite a bit more, but Minneapolis is up approximately 20 cents a bushel here to about 9.22. So what's pushing up the prices this week and especially today? Well, let's talk, I would say, mainly on what's happening in the in the soy markets here. So soybean oil is actually pushing to new contract highs on the March. Uh, been a very steady increase here over the last couple weeks. Uh, same with on the soybean side, too, up 28 cents today. So palm oil has actually rallied to fresh record highs as actually the top grower, Indonesia, imposed a rule that exporters must set aside some supply for their own domestic market. So now exporters must allocate 20% of their shipments for local supply. And since Indonesia is the world's largest vegetable oil exporter, that's really seen um, those markets rally. So that's helping push canola here. Um, As well, too, Malaysia production might drop 10 to 14% in January from a month earlier and another 3 to 5% in February. So looking at all of those kind of tight situations has definitely led to those vegetable oils rallying. And, and that's definitely supporting those markets um, as well as to, you know, on the canola front. So we might be pushing back up to those contract highs definitely in canola. What about wheat? When it comes to wheat here today, I believe that it was just a little bit oversold there kind of from this week. We did see on a Wednesday a pretty big drop here too. I believe there's just a little bit of profit taking obviously in the news. Uh, the Russia-Ukraine kind of border standoff has, has definitely been a factor kind of in wheat here this week. There has been some kind of some fears of slowdown in wheat exports from the Black Sea region due to the confrontation. So I think that's plenty a bit of a uh, bit of a factor here and you know what the other one thing to note too is, is the US dollar uh, the US dollar has been rallying to new highs here given the volatility in the stock market side of things so one thing definitely to note is oil WTI moving to the highest levels since 2014 so there's quite a few things going on in the markets right now and it's a never dull moment Adam Bacallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI financial this is Al Johnson from Johnson's Green. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got corn for sale. If you're looking to feed some animals, you want some corn, we can bring it in from the States and we can bring it in from Manitoba. Right now, it's easier from Manitoba. We also can supply you with feed wheat, feed barley, feed oats, whatever you're looking for in the feed line. 
and we have lots of good chemical prices delivered to your farm. So give us a call. If you have grain, chemical needs, call us at 800-324-7778. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. The Saskatchewan-based Western Grains Research Foundation is providing $3.3 million to boost crop research at Agriculture Canada stations across the prairies. Executive Director Garth Patterson says Agriculture Canada will match the investment and farmers will see improved crop yields. A few years ago, the, our, the WGRF board uh, looked at ways that uh, farmers could increase research capacity across Western Canada. And we identified gaps in a couple areas. One was human resources and the other was equipment. And uh, farm organizations like WGRF and crop commissions have a history of working with public research institutions for decades now, including Ag Canada. And we found that by uh, investing farmers' dollars in these institutions and leveraging public dollars, we've been able to uh, keep these public institutions engaged in research that's important to farmers. This $3.3 million investment in equipment at Ag Canada Research Stations in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta is doing that. So what will this all go towards? What will be improved? Most of the equipment is what farmers are very familiar with, just smaller scale equipment. So it would include a variety of seeders, sprayers, plot combines, tractors at the number of Ag Canada stations across Western Canada. They've been working with some very old equipment. There's been few opportunities for them to replace that. So this will increase both their efficiency and their capacity moving forward. So this goal really is to improve crop yields through research. Correct. And uh, what we've found over time, it's been very popular for farm organizations such as ourselves and others to fund research projects. But in order to carry out those research projects, we, the institutions need to have the capacity. And that's why we took this initiative a few years ago now to invest over $33 million into capacity in both human resources and equipment. Outline some of the actual equipment that they're going to be using and what they will be using it for. There's a number of plot seeders, and of course those will be used for all, all kinds of cereals, pulses, and oil seeds. Tractors, uh, there's some irrigation in one location. There's uh, a number of plot combines and field tractors. Basically what it means is uh, they'll be able to uh, carry out precision seeding and what I would say, I guess, is not only precision seeding, but they'd be able to do accurate plot work that will lead to uh, good scientific results that can be applied to farming operations. And this is across eight stations, Agriculture Canada stations in Western Canada? I believe it's eight. I haven't counted them. I have the list in front of me, but I know there's stations uh, in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. What I would like to say to your listeners out there is that we're partway through our announcements on the capacity initiatives. There's a number of other significant ones in the works, and we hope throughout 2022 and perhaps into 23 to make some uh, more announcements in this regard. So stay tuned, please. So yeah. why do you see it so important to provide this funding for this equipment? What we found is over time at a number 
of research institutions across Western Canada, there's been limited opportunities for them to raise funds to improve their equipment. And that's why we thought it was important to make funds available that they could use to leverage with other funds to get updated. It's, I guess the analogy I would draw is that most farmers would be farming with equipment that is not, you know, is, is newer, you know, within the next last decade or so. Um, we're seeing research institutions that have had 30-year-old equipment that they're continuing to use and it just, you know, it doesn't provide the capacity to do the science that we want to see moving forward. So uh, in order for us to be able to give them project funding, award them project funding in the future to do more research for us, we had identified that there's limiting factors out there, such as this capacity and equipment that need to be addressed in order for them to continue to do research. Garth Patterson is the executive director of the Saskatoon-based Western Grains Research Foundation. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Hey, Kara Ustros here with RealAgriculture.com. I am here today at the Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And I have here with me two out of four brand new inductees to the Sask All Hall of Fame, Bob Tyler and the Honorable Grant Devine. How is it going today? We're good. It's a good Thank day, you. yeah. Bob, I'm going to start with you. Do you want to highlight for us just a quick little scope of your career here? Well... I mean, I'm a career academic. I mean, I've been with the university for 32 years, I guess, and 10 years at NRC before that. So I've had a teaching and research program in crop utilization, grain, grain crop fractionation for, for all those years, and got into pulse crops about 30 years ago, fractionation and utilization. And, of course, we're seeing a lot of interest in pulses now. It wasn't so interesting to the industry 20 years ago, but I mean, timing is everything. And I've done other things. I mean, I sat on the Agri-Food Council for the province for 12 years and involved with AgWest Bio and Sask Ag grads and Institute of Agrologists. And I've been an academic administrator for 16 years out of those 32 while doing the other stuff. So I've done a lot of things. I've been privileged to have those opportunities. And every once in a while, I guess somebody thought I did a pretty decent job. And so that's why I'm here today, I guess. Also have here with me Mr. Grant Devine, who was a Premier of Saskatchewan for most of the 80s, correct? Correct, yeah. So do you want to tell me a bit about your history as well and kind of what has led you to this well, point? Well, it's a little similar to Bob's. Uh, I grew up on a farm with uh, grain and livestock and then went to the U of S and then went to the U of A and then went to Ohio State University as an economist. And uh, I always thought we could add more value to the raw products that we produce here. So rather than just sell grain, we can sell flour, we can, we can sell split peas, we can add various kinds of value. So it was a little frustrating in 19, about 78, when uh, I didn't see any of that happening here and I was a professor. And so I ended up getting into politics and said, if I do happen to win, we're gonna add a lot of value. So we built fertilizer plants, we built paper mills, 
We built a real gas distribution system we manufactured. We started AgWest Bio to bring the science together with the entrepreneurs. And uh, the multiplier effect of AgWest Bio is about a billion two or more. Now, I'm hearing you both kind of say what an honor this is to be able to be inducted. Do you want to talk a bit about why that is? Well, you look at who's in, you look at, you look at who's in the Hall of Fame now. I mean, that's a pretty impressive group, right? And to, have, to know that somebody thinks that you belong with that group, man, that's, that's, that's a thrill, actually. And just to know that somebody out there thinks you've done something worthwhile, I mean, is, it's worth a lot of hard work and a lot of time spent. And so it's just being about being part of the group, really. Yeah, I would say that what impressed me about the Saskatchewan Agriculture Hall of Fame is a sort of pioneer determination. All the past members were, had that kind of grit. They weren't afraid to step up, take some risk, as farmers do, but they take it in, in science and in research and in new ideas and new ways that you can do things and, and believe in the science. So it's, it's, it's part of a, a pioneering attitude, you know, like they run up against something, but my, like my grandfather used to say, don't say whoa in a mud hole, right? Slap them on the butt, get through that mud hole and keep going. That attitude built Saskatchewan and is continuing to build Saskatchewan. Now, obviously, you guys are not short on accomplishments, but in each of your eyes, what is your most important accomplishment? Well, in, in my case, I think I was lucky enough to get elected for two terms and make some pretty significant historic changes, like supporting the North American Free Trade Agreement. Today, at that at time, it, people didn't particularly like it. That attitudinal change was probably the biggest thing that I think our government probably brought to Saskatchewan. I had some great mentors as a graduate student and got involved in things like pulse crop fractionation really early on. And you keep doing it because you can get money because, I mean, that was in vogue back in about 1990 to do value-added work. And so that's why I left NRC and came over to the university. But I mean, so it's about, you know, making a contribution and, and it, you get involved in things. And that's, that's how you end up, I think, sometimes in the Hall of Fame is you, you get involved when most people don't want to and you do those extra things. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 7. Temperature rising to minus 3 tonight, then falling. Saturday, sunny. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 3. Wind chill, minus 14 in the morning and minus 7 in the afternoon. The low, minus 9. Sunday, clearing. High, minus 2. The low, minus 10. Monday, snow and blowing snow and windy. High, minus 6. The low, minus 22. Tuesday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 19. The low, minus 26. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 22, the low minus 27. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 19. Normal high for this date, minus 10. The normal low is minus 22. The sun rose at 8.39 this morning. It sets at 5.44 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at plus 4. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 21. 
Esteban is minus 11. Saskatoon, minus 14. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 14. Yorkton, minus 9. In Regina, with scattered cloud, it's minus 12. That's 10 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 8. Wind chill right now, minus 17. Humidity is 84%. The barometer falling, 102.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 7. Winds are calm. Once again, Regina, scattered cloud, minus 12. That's 10 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Four of the province's regional colleges have entered into a partnership to offer an agriculture training program. Carleton Trail, Cumberland, Great Plains, and Parkland Colleges will deliver the Agricultural Science Certificate program to students within their respective regions. Deanna Gates is Carleton's Business and Skills Training Director. Cumberland College actually was the uh, initial partner with Lakeland College to bring this program to Saskatchewan. So Cumberland has run a couple of intake of the Agriculture Sciences Certificate and um, Carlton Trail College, Parkland College, and Great Plains College, three other colleges in the province, um, kind of followed what they were doing with this program and expressed interest in it as well. So we got together as a group and um, looked for ways and the best opportunity to work together to bring this uh, opportunity to more people in Saskatchewan. Gates says the program was developed after consultations. Farmers and industry had a chance to share what their needs are. Agriculture is an important sector within East Central and Northeast Saskatchewan. And as a regional college, one of our mandate is to meet the employment needs of business and industry within our region. So, of course, um, speaking with our, our ag producers, our um, retail ag sector, just um, finding out what they're looking for, um, how we can keep people engaged and living in rural Saskatchewan, understanding that even uh, larger family farm operations are having just difficulty securing labor to, to help. So this type of program will help meet the needs of um, not only family farm operations, but the retail ag sector that is uh, desperately looking for um, employees of, at all levels right now. Gates says the program will be provided through a blended delivery model where the colleges are able to share resources. So each of the four colleges will have their own cohort of students. So with the blended format, there'll be um, uh, face-to-face delivery, virtual delivery, and some hands-on learning in a lab-type environment. So students will all be attending virtually to the lectures that will be delivered by a lead instructor out of the Cumberland College location, and then do the lab work and some of the other hands-on um, things at their college that they have signed up for. So, so it's a real combination of different types of learning, and we feel that will be the best, um, best scenario for our students in this situation. The hands-on training is an important component of the program. 
some of the courses that will have the lab components to it are learning the practical skills to identify plants and weeds, um, assessing pest problems, some soil sciences work. So there will be some work that will be able to done, be done in those areas right in a indoor lab type scenario. Prospective students can apply online to the regional college of their choice. The joint program begins in October. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The president of SARM has delivered a strong message on rural issues to the Federal Conservative Caucus. Ray Orb met with federal conservative officials this past week to highlight several rural issues, including drought aid, carbon tax relief, and improved broadband services. We had, a, I think, a pretty strong message that we, uh, we want the federal government to you know, start paying attention to some of the, the issues that are really affecting uh, Saskatchewan's uh, municipalities and, and the farmers that live within them. And I think you know, one of them is still uh, this impending drought. We're looking at the uh, Ag Canada drought maps. Uh, you know what, still a pretty big part of this province is still affected by drought and we need some more help out here, uh, definitely. And one of the things like the carbon tax, this is uh, getting to the point where, honestly, you'd look at people uh, not being able to uh, use any alternative ways to heat their homes or their, their farmyard, their you know, shops, things like that. But the expenses that are involved as well with running farm machinery, it's just getting to the point where I think something has to be done, and I know there's a lot of frustration out there, and we're aware of the convoy that's you know on the way to Ottawa as well, and I think they're making some valid points, or at least trying to with the federal government. Yeah, they're opposing the carbon tax. They are, though, upset with the mandate for vaccines, though, as well. Your thoughts there? Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag because uh, you know we've been we've been supporting the uh, the mandates for you know for vaccine, understanding that you know there are some people that that can't get vaccinated because of health reasons, things like that. But people still should have the choice. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I listened to some of the companies. They own the trucking companies, the owners themselves, and saying uh, this carbon tax thing is it's going to really put a lot of these companies uh, out of business. And, uh, you know, I think something needs to be done on that front sooner than later. On the drought issue, what type of uh, help are you looking for? Well, we've met, you know, with, with our provincial ag minister um, lately, uh, just uh, at our board meeting recently and uh, we're going to be doing some uh, more conference calls with him next week. Uh, we're appreciative of some of the things that Minister Merritt has done, you know, helping the livestock sector. There may be more needs to be done on that and I think he's aware of that if we don't get any moisture in the spring. And some federal help is, you know, going to have to be uh, actually added to that as well. But the changes that were made, uh, you know, in agri-stability, I think uh, they have helped. We've been on some of the webinars with crop insurance and showing that those changes, some of the caps that, that have, you know, been removed uh, are going to help a lot of people. 
but there simply needs to be more enrollment in agricultural. It needs to be more farmers that are involved with that. And I think, you know, as changes are made, if they can be made to enhance that program, well, farmers have to be there to be part of it as well. Rural broadband has also been a hot issue for many rural areas. Did you raise that with the Federal Conservative Caucus? We certainly did. Um, you know, that's, I think, one of the issues that's affecting Canadian farmers in rural areas across the country, but specifically in Saskatchewan, we're one of the places in Canada that's really falling behind. We just simply don't have enough good high-speed internet for businesses that are existing, like farming. Uh, they don't have the good connectivity that they should have. And if they're using other satellite provision, things like that, well, the cost is quite high. So we need to figure out ways. Some of that is some federal funding to come into Saskatchewan to help some of these smaller uh, internet service providers to be able to get out into the rural areas. Even fiber, you know, fiber is one of the best ways to get the connectivity out to rural people, but uh, it is expensive. So there needs to be some help there from the federal government as well. But the conservatives are aware of it. And uh, in the days ahead, we'll be lobbying the feds as well for, for some more funding. But there needs to be also some of the regulatory changes as well, where some of the large Internet service providers that aren't using that service need to either use it or give it up to the smaller companies. Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. There's been unprecedented volatility in the price of urea. The fertilizer price in New Orleans hit a record $810 U.S. a ton November 12th of the last year. That capped an astronomical 348% jump since May of 2020 when a ton of urea was $182. Since November, urea prices at New Orleans have fallen to $540 U.S. a ton, but it has been a bumpy ride. Josh Linville is the director of fertilizer with StoneX in Missouri. I say volatility. If the price drops 100 and goes back up 50 bucks, that's $150 worth of volatility. But the net result is that we've seen over 500, almost $600 worth of volatility since uh, middle of November. And the net result is that prices have dropped 42% or about $350 a ton USD. It is unprecedented volatility. I've never seen anything like this in my 20 year career. And I've talked to people who have been in it longer than me. Same thing, never seen anything like it. Linville says there could be more demand shifting to urea because it's much cheaper than anhydrous. If we see a massive shift in demand to urea and all these other numbers above say the same, you're going to have an oh crap moment in the marketplace because we don't have a lot of excess. And you're going to see this across the products. American urea imports since July 1st have been nearly double the three-year average. That's pushed the price lower. However, Linville says a big producer shift to urea could push prices higher again. 46% of North American urea imports come from the Arab Gulf, another 15% from Russia. That 15% could be affected if there's an armed conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Linville made his comments Wednesday during a Sasquheat webinar. The Market Update with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose $11.10 at 9.58.82. Number one red spring wheat went up 4.44 at 4.23.84. The rest unchanged. Durham 6.89.36. Feed barley 3.78.64. Flax 12.71.78. Lentils, 887.50. Oats, 471.53. Yellow peas, 629.22. Feed wheat, 261.65.
At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose 12 and 3 quarter cents at 9.15 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 300 at off, on offer at our Thursday regular sale. Consisting entirely of cows and bulls. Barely steady here to last week. These good cows, 70 to 78, 79 bucks. The medium cows, 66 to 70. Bull market looked a little stronger from 95 to $1.05 on them big, big bulls. 1600 expected for our Tuesday, February first sale. Free sort with 450 from one outfit and another 300 from another. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The president of Royal Helium says the helium resource in Saskatchewan provides another employment opportunity for those who usually work in oil and gas because the two are functionally identical. The company made a major discovery of the inert gas near Climax this year. President Andrew Davidson says just about every service provider and every contractor Royal Helium uses is from the oil and gas industry. And the equipment is the same, including the drilling rigs. So as governments and the industry work towards net zero carbon targets, helium can be a part of the solution. Davidson adds that his company has the potential to be a good-sized employer in the areas where they operate, including Climax, Weyburn, Estevan, Frontier and Shonovan. There's also the trickle-down economic effect, where Royal Helium's projects will lead to indirect jobs for contractors and service providers and from using the local services. Helium is used in high-tech manufacturing, which includes building microchips, semiconductors, and fiber optics. On the markets, the TSX is up 16 points to 20,560. The Dow has risen 119 points to 34,279. Oil is up 99 cents to 87.60 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 10 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.38 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.